Hi everybody and welcome to the Endless House podcast. Hope you're all well who's watching. Delighted to be joined by Ross and William. How are you both? Good mate. Very good Stephen, you little minx. (laughs) (laughs) And also I do want to apologise in advance for people that's along. I have new neighbours moved in and they're hammering, they're drilling. So just bear with it, you'll probably hear it in the background (laughs) hearing them. I'll get a wee text from John being like, your sign's shite, but sure, we'll, we'll crack on. <laughs> but, and I do want to obviously make people aware, we have included numbers in recent, obviously in light of recent events, both personally in my family life and other people coming out talking, that it's okay to talk if you're feeling down, you're feeling unwell and you've nowhere to go, just reach out to that someone. We've got Samaritans, Breathing Space and Mental Health Scotland just going along the ticker at the bottom. If you're in any positions, reach out to them people or even reach out to us as well because we'd be happy to talk to you and have a laugh with you and bring you back to a good spirit type things as well so again does get in contact with that and also we're looking forward to another flag day here at paradise william i mean another one to add to the the numerous collection that we have at the moment the dominant force of scottish football bar one season and the last 11 seasons so to speak but just come to yourself briefly how you feeling get into it i can't wait I've, i don't think i've ever been as excited for a season to start as i'm um this season uh, we've had a great pre-season under our belts as well, scoring barry loads of goals like we have been in, over the last season, playing Ange ball. Um, I'm just buzzing for the season to start. I've never been so excited uh, to get going again. Can't wait. Can't wait for Sunday. Yeah, it is the exciting times for us, isn't it? I mean, we looked at pre-season there quite in depth in the last episode with, with um, Anthony and that on it and we were talking about the results and how you can't really read much into it, but the most beneficial thing you, you, you suppose you can take from it, Postacolo's had a full pre-season, no interruptions, no stupid early like, qualifying rounds for the, the Champions League, he said, or Europa League. So get into this. He's got the, the squad as much together as he can be. He's put across his message. And as William said, it's exciting. Aye. The, the preparation time that they've been allowed due to circumstances which... I mean, it's down to Celtic and Postacoglu, their hard work last season, has given them great, be- well, I was going to say breathing space, no pun intended for that new number there, but <laughs> um, uh, aye, and it has, it's given them great leeway, preparation time, and like Willie, like probably all Celtic fans, I'm absolutely buzzing, can't wait to get going. I think, like, like you've touched on there, the pre-season, you, can, you can't read too much into it, but I mean, going forward... To, to take, like the, the second half of last season we were absolutely dynamite and I think you could see it in fits and starts throughout the pre-season there's work to be done defensively you can see that we might, we might touch on it you can see Joe Hart's playing even higher than ever before it's <laughs> baffling weird scary but Ange wants to do it Ange's got to do it we'll just have to get on with it and he's brought us successful so far so uh, again you just you just trust what he's doing, and it's it's a very exciting time. The new season, though, going into the new season, always is, but it just feels that wee bit different this time for it, some reason. It does feel different. I mean, Postecoglou brings a totally different type of aura with him in the terms of like Lenny done and things like that. No disrespect, obviously. And also coming to the comments, Lanky sixty sevens in telling us that Graham Alexander's was sacked. No wonder that right. was an absolute embarrassment. So. <laughs> Al Sir Jack, even oh, oh, Stephen looks smart. Must have a date on. I'm taking that comment. I'm taking that comment. Shaggy's attack. Went to Celtic Park to watch Norwich game last weekend. Hatate, while he's on fire. Again, lots of echoing that in the comments. And also, 
in regards to the members, Kenny McArdle's in and Craig White the Legends in, who became members of the podcast. If you want to take advantage of that, do so. 99p a month, just whatever you want to do. Again, nothing's nothing forced upon you at all. But we'll move into it, William, in terms of obviously when Postacoglu first came in, and he was speaking about it today in his press conference, saying that tomorrow is basically the only time, you no, know, tomorrow, Sunday, the league opener is the kind of last reflection on what was his, well, his first season at Southie Football Club, which brought that success. Reflecting back on it, on his first season, you were a very supportive from the start. That pillow talk you, you came out with, you have a big, uh, big hands post to call new pillow. You were right behind him from the get-go. And I'm sure you must be absolutely buzzing for him, the, the way it's gone at the minute. I couldn't be more delighted. I think we've all echoed <laughs> and talked about how he's quickly becoming... Um, one of our favourite, if not our favourite Celtic managers of our era. Uh, the way he is with the media, I don't think he could have done much more this first season. He's been absolutely brilliant. From that first uh, interview, I remember us doing the pod, like you say, and I said in that podcast that as soon as I heard him in that interview, it was like he was giving me a big cuddle and he says, listen, don't you worry about this club anymore. I've got it. I've, and it's exactly what he's done. He's took care of it. He's took care of us from here. And there's never... And I know Stephen always goes on about how you 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 should be able to question the manager and you should be able to, and which is great, I it's fair enough. But I've never ever questioned one thing he's done because yeah. I just I, I, like he's just like an absolute just worship up worship everything he does and everything he's done up until now I've agreed with. Um, I think we've had a good window there. I think we've we've um, tying down CCV and Jota with the that was the utmost importance. That's the first and foremost what we needed to do. Done that. Uh, ecstatic, needed another left-back, we've done that, needed to get, shore up defence a bit more, a bit deeper in defence, which we've done, but another centre-half in, another centre-mid we needed, which we've done, I'm really happy with what we've done in the window, and I'm sure there's more to come, but um, the squad is as strong as we've had it for a long, long, long time, uh, I would argue um, it's maybe even stronger than when Rodgers was in charge, to be honest with you, I really think it is, I think it's so strong, I think that we're scoring goals from everywhere. It's, it's the, the the football he has us playing is is just electric, and I think that's why we're all excited for the new. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I've got a wee uh, chair swing and a tree outside his bedroom window. Just <laughs> uh, aye, so I think that's why I just it's so excited for the season to to start because I honestly think we're we're just free-flowing, even still for last season. I've never seen a pre-season. I, like, I know we've conceded goals this pre-season, but I think going forward we've looked absolutely electric still, and I think the, the, tempo, the tempo and intensity for pre-season is as good as I've ever seen it. Uh, so I'm absolutely buzzing, buzzing for us to go into the season. Can't wait for Sunday. Really can't wait. Yeah, I mean, he looks like a reflective type of guy who would go over his performance and stuff in the first season, Ross, and obviously... It was great to hear him in the press conference today. People were, were alluding to the fact, well, he even himself said that people questioned what I knew about Scottish football and kind of put them to the sword again in, in the media press conference. He, he's just great in terms of that, cutting people down <laughs> to size when he needs to. And you look at when he came in, we were all kind of not pissing and moaning, but throwing up stink that like Kennedy and Strachan were involved. But again, as William said, he, he never really questions his judgment and that's kind of came to fruition in, in terms of what they've contributed as far as we know anyway. And then he's brought in Harry Kuehl to kind of step alongside him. He's demoted, not demoted, but put McManus back down to the B squad to kind of be that link. So in that first season, while he's doing all this success, he's putting the building blocks in place. And that, for me, is, is something that I would class as like a, an elite manager. Obviously, people may laugh at that, but 
I think he's just something, as you said, there's a buzz going into the season that I haven't experienced before. Maybe the Brendan Rodgers here, yeah, because of the success we were having in terms of the invincible season, you were beating your rivals 5-1 every other game and kind of laughing at them. But this is a lot more closer in terms of that kind of that level. He's come in, he's brought Celtic up, he, he's took us out of our comfort zones. And as you rightly said, Joe Hart's playing basically as a, a, cent, a third centre-back alongside Starfelt or Carter Vickers, whoever it may be, when come to the start of the season. But just as, as William done, if you're reflecting back on him at the minute, he's done a fantastic job. Absolutely unbelievable. Um, I mean, like Willie, for the, well, I mean, I was like everybody else who has this guy. We've, we've been over it numerous times, but as soon as he done that first press conference, I thought, right, I don't know what type of job he's going to do, but one thing I do know is I believe everything that he's telling me right now, he, he, you could just tell. He's just real. He's just a, a, norm, a, a normal guy to an extent. And you're right in what you say, he is, for me, an elite manager. I know he's not done it, <clears throat> like, obviously, Brendan Rodgers worked at Liverpool and he came in and we knew he was an elite, an elite manager. But before Postacoglu got to work, we didn't know. But I think it's evident to see that he is. He's meticulous in everything he does. And, and like you say, he's came in there himself and he's, he's stuck with Kennedy in that. Which it, it was a broken a broken team if you like, but he he made it work. There's Wally's dogs going after not again. <laughs> um, but aye, he he made it work, uh, and he 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 promoted McManus at the time, brought him up, and then now he's he's got over that first sort of hurdle with the first season, where as more success we could have hoped for, uh, if you were being real. Um, and I, he's, he's starting to, like you say, that Harry, uh, Harry Kiel one has not been on a whim or he's he's available or whatever. He's been watching him. I think it's been well documented that he's been watching uh, Harry Kiel. Uh, and I, it's it's just the start of him building his team now and 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 adding to what he's already got because he, he's happy with Kennedy. He's I think is Strachan's away, that's right, eh? Is he no, not away? Was he no. still there? I thought he went. No, Strachan's here. That's, that's how ineffective you think he is. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Gavin. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, but aye, he's, it's, he's fucking class. That's all you need to know. <laughs> 100%. I mean, he has overseen a lot, of, a lot of changes in the football department. You see Nicholson came back in as chief executive, chief executive after um, Dominic Mackay disappeared off the face there. Obviously, people have, including myself, different opinions on what actually happened there. Then the whole director of football scenario, we were all thinking, when's that going to be sorted? And then Mark Lowell stepped into that breach to kind of take over our recruitment. He started, I believe, this, the first of this month, wasn't it? Or last month? Or, well, he started quite recently in terms of in the window anyway, but I'm sure he's hitting the ground running. And then again, when more chains come to Celtic Football Club before the season <laughs> kicks off, and that's the Announcement of Ian Bankier, Ian Bankier, whatever way he wants to call him, Ian Wanker is what I like to call him. He is <laughs> leaving Celtic. He is stepping down as chairman of the board. Sounds like Vince McMahon here, doesn't it? We but the chairman of the board. But he's going in January 2023. <laughs> what do you think about that? Um, was that not good? I don't know. Yeah, it was. I, like I think you've got a on for this. 
because we just kind of like we talk about the football. We're not really into the politics as much, but um, going <laughs> based on what I mean, you barely seen the guy anyway, um, which is the way it should be. But what we did see him at the start of the season, I mean, we remember we talked about the interview with uh, with your man that was coming in. Uh, Don Mackay. Mackay at the time. And I remember his interview that Banker was in the whole time and he was, uh, everything, his demeanour was, everything was down and he was, <laughs> <laughs> everything was down and, it, you know, it was it was like really negative and, and all the rest of it. So, I, I mean, I'm no, I'm, I, <laughs> uh, no, I know, I know, I know, I know, that, Chris, by the way. I know that uh, you're not obviously into the politics side of things, but I mean, if you're looking at the, the superficial side of it, and you rightly pointed to the fact that he looked like uh, a slapped arse. His no like a slapped arse him, that. His demeanour was, yeah. and it was all negative and, and, and the rest of it. But other than that, like, I mean, he's behind the scenes and I, I don't see much of it. So, and we've been fairly successful over the past yeah. 20 years or whatever and, and beyond. So um, I, I find it hard to criticise sometimes when we have been as successful as we have been. I know we could have done more. But to be as successful as we've been over the last 10, 15 years, uh, is, it's incredible what we've done as a club. <clears throat> and he's obviously a big part of that. So in that sense, aye. But in other sense, no. No, I get what you mean. I think he's a bit of a dinosaur as well, to be fair. And we talked yeah. about, Big Don McKay was talking about this being a modern club. I think this, I think this needs to be the way to go. We need to ship out all the... The, the deadwood and the dinosaur age and get get someone or get a board in that's uh, aye, modern thinking, forward thinking so I think it's healthy Yeah, 100% I, I know what you're saying, William, I kind of put you on the spot there and you're not into the political side of things of the Sally Football Club, and that's fair enough I don't really dig, it, dig into it myself I've just got opinions without really getting into the face of it and, and digging down deep, Ross, and you look at as William rightly said, then press conferences where he was involved, he looked like he couldn't be arsed being there. And Don McKay always alluded to the fact that we needed to improve and kind of modernise the structure. The famous word at the start of last season we were all banging on about, including myself. And then there's people coming in here saying about Peter Lawwell potentially coming back as chairman. I don't think that that should happen, really. That's when they surprised me. me. No. No. I know, 100%. 100% but on the face of it, on the face of it, the announcement was made today, and you quite rightly brought it into the, the, the chat with your cryptic messaging. <laughs> but how do you think about it yourself? Um, can I phone a friend? I would like to phone Anthony. <laughs> 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 uh, um, like Wally, I, I, I don't get too into the politics yet. I know there's guys that get quite passionate about it. Anthony and John, they, they, they know better than us. But like Wally, the Aye, we could have done more. We get well. You talk about Don Mackay wanting to bring in like a more modern way and stuff like that, and I get that. But he was people slated the board and that from going out the door so soon. Uh, but then they they brought in Michael Nicholson, who has went about his business really quietly. And at the moment, for me, for the outside looking in, the club are working really well. Bankier's been in the background doing whatever he's doing and amongst that but nobody's going on about modernising the club and all that now because things are going Fair well point. but I mean I think to an extent 
again, I'm no privy to what happens in the board, but I think to an extent, Angie Self has sort of modernised mm. the way the club have been run. And I think when he came in, that first summer window, he said to himself, maybe I'm not getting the message across enough mm-hmm. about the speed that I'm wanting transfers done. And I think between the end of the summer window and the beginning of the January window last season, he was in and them like, this this needs to work better, it needs to be faster, it needs to be more professional. And you've seen it. They actually had the three signings in before the, the transfer window opened. So yeah. the, the, the board can't do any more for Ange now. Michael Nicholson can't do any more for Ange. I'm not saying Don Mackay would have been a sensation. I'm not saying he wouldn't have. He would have been, but he left. What's Johnny? What's John saying? Things are going well, but it still needs modernised. I've no, not forgot. Aye, I know. I was just going to say, can't you can't be getting into the board? But you can't spell. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think that's a great point by the way and it's, it's see as long as the team's doing Aye. well nobody bothers our ass as soon as the team's yeah. not doing great everybody's shouting and screaming at the board I think it's unfair sometimes I think the season that we did have we, like we lost to 10 and Lennon was in, it was in, in charge we spent a lot of money that summer probably more than we spent this summer and um, we were all happy with the window <laughs> at the time and then at the end of the season it's like sack the board and all the rest and you're like I'm, I, for me anyway it's a bit the results on the pitch don't necessarily relay what's going on upstairs, and I think, I think, over, like I said, over the past twenty, thirty years, how successful we've been—it's mind blowing what we've done Aye. as a, as a club over the past. And I, they've got a big part to play in that. So I think sometimes it's a bit harsh, but I do understand other times why people have a go as well. There's a, but there needs to be a bit of a. Aye, but I mean, I know what you're saying there, like Willie, because. Like at the end of the season when we didn't win the 10 in a row, or even throughout that season, we were playing terrible. There was no doubt about that. But people were getting into the board, and yeah, they again, they could have done more. But at the same time, right while he's alluded to there, they backed line into the tune in the region of 20 million or something to go into that season. What more can they do? If Lennon or whoever is helping out with the recruitment side that are picking the wrong players, that's that's not entirely the board's fault. But I mean, that's in the past. Things can, We've got th- an, things can never things can never be perfect, but I think we all know this. No, no. Things can never oh, be no. one hundred one hundred percent unbelievable at a club. And I think what Postal Coggan <laughs> has done really well. He's kind of merged that disconnect between the fans and the players, which really needed oh, yeah. addressed when he first mm-hmm. came in. And then you look at the board situation. I think you're right. The majority of the fans, if the if the team's playing well, kind of forget the, the issues at the boardroom level, which again is down to Posta Coglu and the players, which is something I think he's managed extremely well. And Ross made a great point. He he, he already fired a warning out last season about the transfers, and then Nicholson comes in <coughs> and have three boys in before the January one even kicks off. So there's all different ways to look at it. And the strains of the doctor, Celtic will already have a replacement lined up. I think Banker was always leaving after the team fiasco and complete malfunction and breakdown between the fans of the club. I, that's a that's a brilliant. I think point, that was honest. the biggest Aye. point. See the see the whole stuff with how Eddie Howe coming in and all that 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 would did a lot of damage between uh, the relationship between us and the board and all the rest of it because it was it was a absolute fiasco mm-hmm. uh, for top yeah. to bottom. But um, my point is, when it's going well, you never ever hear anybody praising. I've never ever heard one person say what a job they bothered and brought these guys in and all that. But they're the first people to get in the neck when we're not going well. You know what I mean? Aye. And uh, I just think sometimes it needs to you need to take a wee bit of a backseat and go, 
look at the whole scenario. But I totally understand what people are saying because the tail end of that, Len- like Lennon should have went months before he did go. Um, oh. And the whole how fiasco that that was, like he was taking us. Lennon should have been appointed. Been, uh, he shouldn't have been appointed in the first place. <laughs> how should have been tell you're either here the next week or you're, you're not here and we're moving on. And uh, that was drawn out far too long as well. So there's lots of there's lots of negativity as well, which I totally understand, and I, I, I they should get criticised for that, but they should also I, get praised when they do a good job, which I don't think they do. I mean, the man who always uh, said anyhow wouldn't be in charge of sitting right here, but I won't I won't dwell on that too much, lads. So we'll we'll kind of we'll move quickly on because I know it ruffles a few feathers with my podcast group anyway. So we'll we'll just leave it. But we're going to be kicking off the the, the season. At the flag day, it's going to be a celebration. Postacoglu referred to it himself as the last kind of reflection point of that season. Aberdeen coming up. Paradise, full house. Lots planned on Sunday. Couple of drinks for us. Are you excited? Once again, buzzing. Aye. Can't <laughs> wait for it. Hey, it's, aye, it's the new season. It's the home, a home game. The only thing, I have got a wee bit of a problem with, and it has happened before, but for me, the champions should always play the first game of the season, open yeah. it up. It's not happening again. I know Rangers playing like I know Rangers playing Tuesday night, I think it is. Is it a Europe. major issue? Is it is it well, a major, major I understand issue? why they have to play the Saturday, put it that way, but I don't un- and I know it's all down you to television. Ah. Well well, not so much three o'clock because that they, they can't televise that anymore. They've took that away. Because that was only in for um, like COVID and that, uh, but they could Celtic could play half twelve and Rangers could play half five, like the Premier League teams do on a Saturday mm-hmm. night. It still gives them enough recovery time. But I mean, Sky or whoever they they they're king. They make the decisions when it comes to things like that. Uh, so we just have to go on with it. But even your game on Sunday, half four is a strange, strange kick-off. It is weird, man. Aye. Why, why not make it half twelve? Or... Lunchtime, aye. Aye. Mad. It, 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 any other, there'll not be another Celtic game kick-off at half four on a Sunday no. for the rest of the season, purely because the English, English Premier League will be back. Yeah. I have to, t- I have to take these comments, William, regardless <laughs> of us, McGrath. Thanks very much. But obviously, you look at it, William, in terms of Aberdeen. They've already kicked off their their season competitive fixtures in the the Betfred League Cup or whatever people like to call it now. In terms of the group stages, I think they've scored over ten goals without reply, haven't conceded. They've obviously signed Liam Scales from us. He looks like a solid buy for them. People are already raving about his performances. And what I'm actually quite liking now, this is in regards to the whole of Scottish football is the thought process behind actual signings now. Because I've, I've seen Aberdeen sign two players from different leagues across the seas. They've, they've tapped into the Benfica market, where, where Yada came from, they signed a player from their striker. He looks decent. So for me as well, Scottish <coughs> football should be doing that. It's a progressive thing. Instead of signing the likes of, no disrespect, to a journeyman from an SPL club to come in a free and then they do all this weird promo video with it and it turns out to be whoever... Considine or whoever it may be, just I'm picking a player in the brain here. Like, but what do you think about their kind of act- activity so far in their form up to this game? Because it's pretty impressive under Jim Goodwin. Well, the, uh, yeah, I've, I, I watched a few bits and bobs, and they've, they've looked decent so far. I mean, like the the opposition is nowhere near the standard of us, obviously, but uh-huh. um, they've lost a lot of big big players as well uh, this season. They've uh... <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
Uh, Ramsey's obviously went, isn't he? Right back. Uh, Ferguson's yeah. gone. Uh, have they still got uh, the big striker? What was his name? Martinez? Or... Ramirez. But he doesn't <coughs> get a look in. He doesn't no. get a look in there. So they've lost. So as much as they've, 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 we're saying that they've recruited, well, I don't really know if they've recruited that well, to be honest with you. Um, they've lost a couple of big, big players. Ferguson's a massive loss for them. Uh, and I just... I just think they're nowhere near the standard. Uh, so I honestly think we'll blow them away. I think <coughs> opening day, the sun will be shining. Uh, the boys will be rearing to go. Full house, like you said, just unfurling the flag. It'll be like the it'll be like the tail end of last season. I think the last game of last season when it's like let's go out with a bang. I think it's going to be let's start this with a bang. Show everybody what we're made of, and I, I just think we're going to run rampant. Yeah, I mean, talk, talk about a podcast filler. He does something up there. Oh, they're nowhere near the standard. Move on. But you have to talk about it. Like, no, no, I know, I know. You, speak, you have to speak about it. I mean, Egyptian King comes in with a great point. Aberdeen will definitely struggle without Ferguson and Ramsey. They're two best mm-hmm. players, arguably from last season. He's moved to Bologna yeah. and Ramsey got that great move to Liverpool. But the reason why I say great recruitment is because I hate they are standing still and recruiting someone on a free. They've spent, I know it's only peanuts to us, but upwards of a million pounds at the minute in the transfer market. Jim Goodwin himself even saying they're looking at different areas and exploiting different markets, which, which again is ambitious for a club like Aberdeen to be doing. So that's why I'm kind of saying that. And then Paul Dad said that competitive fixtures is a stretch. I know they're playing like the likes of Sterling Albion, but they're still winning, much like we were doing in pre-season, scoring goals. So <coughs> it could be a good game, even even at home. It could be a free score match. Uh, well, Aberdeen, they're a funny team, Aberdeen. They, they either give Celtic a, a really tough game or they get an absolute doing. There's very rarely anything in between. There's, there's a lot of big scores getting predicted. You'll hear mine later. <laughs> um, but I, I think Aberdeen, they massively underachieved last year. Where did they finish? 10th, I think it was. Oh, it was, it was, it was grim. And, and you have to say, in hindsight, I thought at the time that getting rid of Derek McInnes was a bad move for Aberdeen. The grass isn't always greener. Okay, he wasn't getting the results at the time. But you look at, and it's nothing with Stephen Glass, but they'd, they were always going to drop back for me in that first season. Whether he should have got more time, I don't know. But, I mean, I, I'd, I've not seen one name or a single player that's come in for Aberdeen. I've been weeding my own garden, just making sure Celtic's all right. Not looking over a neighbour's fence. No, not look, I, I couldn't if I, even if I wanted to. Especially as a six foot fence. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, aye, just they can do what they want. They can come in, come to town. Joe Hart will be standing in the Ford car park playing one twos with Carter Vickers. We'll be That's fine. Too far back for him. Depends what end it depends what way they're shooting. That's true, mate. That's true. <laughs> but aye, I I, I fancy Celtic strongly. Aberdeen, I, I really hope they have recruited well because I, I don't mind Aberdeen. They're one of the teams that I don't dislike. They're, they're not a Hearts or a Rangers, but uh, aye, they're all right. Um, but I, I hope they do well, but I don't I don't see them doing much against us on Sunday. Not especially no the opening game. Rain to go, proving a point. We're the best. We're still the best. Celtic be too strong. 
we never stop. And what an actual well-rounded way from you two to basically not say Aberdeen are shite. Let's be honest. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> what, what what I will say, right? We'll speak about selling <laughs> in terms of the players and stuff. And we, all, we talked about Atate quite quite in depth last time. And a player who came back up today, he was speaking. The game was Matt O'Reilly, William, and he was confirming he knew that Leicester said they were interested in him and stuff like that and he, he quite likes that which I don't, again is a good thing obviously he wants clubs to be interested and he said it's good for Celtic in terms of the player pool to have is attracting interest from elsewhere but for him as a player this season he is for me in my opinion he's going to kick on and be absolutely unbelievable which <coughs> might lead to maybe potentially a money spinning move not to throw him out the door but if he continues that kind of upward form he's just he, he's insane sometimes like and he's he's took over from Rodgers really well Different class, and the money we spent on him is like peanuts in, in this transfer market in this day and age. And when he does eventually go, which I hope is going to be a long time, uh, it'll be for big money. But he's for me, I think he's I think he'll win player of the year this year um, in the league. I think he's 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 going to be absolutely oh, pivotal. Why did you say that? Now that was coming later, was it? Was it really? Is that was that in the thingy? Didn't mm-hmm. even read it. Yeah, read it then. I didn't oh, even read it. Right. I just turn up and just do my thing. <laughs> uh, I think he's. I think he's going to be pivotal to everything we do this year. I think he's going to be massive for us, and he, I think he's 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 talent. He's got talent in spades. He's got everything. I think his movement's great. His passing range is great. His awareness is great. I think him and Kyogo are going to be excellent this year. I think he's going to find them. I, I noticed a lot of preseason <laughs> Kyogo's making the runs, and he's a, like a lot of time it wasn't coming off, but he's trying that killer pass to find them. Um. And with Rogic, Rogic leaving as well, it's even more imperative that he, he, he does his thing. I don't think he is going to leave anytime soon. I think anytime you see him get interviewed, he's loving it here. He loves and he loves the way we play. Social media, he's, he's it's all the boys are out together having meals together, mm-hmm. him and Jotas and the, the rest of them. Um, I think he's, I just think he's very, very happy. And I, I, I think it'd be silly to leave now and go down there. I think he can be a top player and go to a. If, if that was his ambition to, to play in a top club in the, in the Premier League I think he could one day but for his um, <coughs> and for him to become what he wants to be I think he's in the perfect place and I think he's yeah. uh, I think he's going to light it up this year I think Champions League it's going to be uh, exciting I've actually got goosebumps talking about it man I cannot <laughs> what, music. what a player man what a player I cannot oh, believe we got him for like what was it one 1.5 Aye. Absolute steal. Absolute steal. Unbelievable. MK Dolls are still trying to claim back some of the fee. Like, <laughs> let me, let me not let it go for a long time. And the way you said about the Champions League music, just I was listening to a video recently. Remember the one against City when we drowned out the, the noise of the, the anthem and the players and all? It was absolutely incredible. What, one thing I, I love about uh, Free Free, what a game. And <laughs> one thing I do love, Ross, about this midfield in general now, it takes a lot of pressure <laughs> off Cal McGregor because. For years, he was our only really ball player, our pivot to drive the team forward. Now you've got Hatate, which we spoke about. Again, he's getting lots of love in the comments. Chris Fraser saying he's going to get player of the season. Everyone's kind of saying that. Hatate is definitely my nailed on player. That's from Egyptian King as well. But you look at Matt O'Reilly, and as, as William said, like, he's just going to, for me anyway, take the, this season by storm. And he's ambitious without coming across, let's be honest, a dick. Because you can get players who are ambitious. They think the grass is greener. They move on and their, their career kind of falls down. But he doesn't look like he's got his head screwed, screwed on. He left Fulham to pursue opportunities. He went to MK Dons. He trained by himself in a park. And he's not going to let 
that goal what he has at Celtic lately? No, absolutely not. Well, I mean, you talk about he left Fulham so he could go and play football. He's now at Celtic where he's getting regular football. If he goes to a Leicester, what is he, 21? He, he might yeah. not be guaranteed regular football. He's got years ahead of him in his career. Go and play Champions League football with Celtic. Show everybody what you can do. <laughs> Go and play Champions League football with Celtic. Show everybody what you can do. Hopefully win another league title. Maybe a couple of trophies. All going well. Back into the Champions League again for another year. Perform. Just performing. And and Celt- I mean, he's, we know he's not going to be there forever. No player has these days. But if he gives us another two seasons, three, wonderful. He leaves here at 24, 25 years of age. He could, if the trajectory stays the same, he could go top eight, top six. No problem in England if he wanted to. So, I, he doesn't need to rush away for Celtic. And like Willie says, he's in the perfect place. He's learning off the perfect manager. And you can see in his interviews how much respect him alone, out with the rest of the squad, how much respect he has for Ange Postecoglou. Mm-hmm. Anytime he talks about him, there's wee quotes. I can't mind exact, but you've, I've seen wee quotes. He just, he just, he looks at him. I would say like a father figure, and that's you want your manager to be that to your players, and that's what Ange is in stature and in like the way he speaks and the way he treats uh, players. So I. Matt O'Reilly has got all the talent in the world. He's got the world at his feet. Just go and do it. I'll never yeah. forget his first. And his debut was the, the 3-0 game against... Uh, I, I think it was Aberdeen game. Maybe the Aberdeen game. Oh, that's right, the week before. But then, before. Uh, that, was that his oh, no, no. Game? No, I think you're... I can't even mind, Wally. Fuck. But I remember well, his Aberdeen game never, was after the Rangers game. Never forget his interview after it, and he was like, you could see him physically shaking, and he was like, I've never felt anything like that in my life. Yeah. That was just special, and I, I, it's just. Still I think his debut was Tyne Castle. Was it? I think. I think Maybe it probably right. was. You know about him, I think, when he ripped it up. That is you know as well, Postal Call do recruit some personality as well, so obviously that has to fit the, the kind of money. One thing I'm actually interested to hear from you, William, I know you're a big fan, big fan of David Turnbull, the bull, he's back among the squad, he's back among the goals and assists. Where does he fit in this season? Hatate and O'Reilly, as the kind of probably will be the main starters, but I heard Postal Call do refer to it again in his press conference saying he's not looking for a first team or a second team, he's got a squad of players there who's capable of filling in whenever, but you look at Turnbull, he'll want to play like. I think he will play a lot this year. I do. I think um, Ross always alludes to that it's, it's to play the fixture. Um, and, and the pre-season this season, he's, he's actually played um, Turnbull and O'Reilly quite a lot, which for me, is it's kind of the argument that we had last year every other week, yeah. where it was like, we can't play Rogic and O'Reilly together. It's, it's one or the other. And I personally think it's the same with Turnbull. And O'Reilly, um, I'm not so sure Turnbull can be that box to box midfielder that Hatati plays in. Mm-hmm. But saying that, we've just talked about <clears> the, <throat> the quality of the opposition in, in the league. I think there's there's more than enough opportunity to play both of them in games against that and just let Calmax sit there. Um, mm-hmm. 
So there's going to be plenty of games where he's going to play. But for me, the, the, yeah, the first three in the midfield are Kalmak at the six, Hatati number eight, and O'Reilly as a, a number 10. And uh, I think every Champions League game, that's what needs to go. That's how we need to play. But saying that, I mean, Messi doesn't burn it up every game. I mean, an hour into a game and O'Reilly's having a stinker, then Turnbull's not a bad replacement to come on, is he? Uh, but, see, sorry, Billy. That's all right, on you go, mate. No, I was just going to say, I understand what you're saying and, and the fact that Turnbull and O'Reilly maybe can't play in the same team or whatever. But you look at it at the start of last season, we spoke, like you've alluded to there, about um, Rogic and O'Reilly and nobody being able to play in the same team. At the start of last season, Turnbull played in the same team as Rogic and he got goals and he, he done well for us and he, he, he carried us, he was one of the players that carried us through. So, for me, he, he probably could play in the same team as O'Reilly. Because O'Reilly could play, he's almost a carbon copy, O'Reilly, a Rogic. Yeah. Yeah. Other than maybe, I don't care, I don't think he runs with the ball as well yeah. as Rogic did. There's no many do. Um, but I, I think it's, it's a, a combination that could work, dare I say, against lesser teams. Aye, that's what I was saying, mate. In the I, think, I think the two of them, can, and he's done it in pre-season there. That he's oh, did you say, the, sorry, did you say uh, that there? Sorry. So in the, in the league, I think the two of them, he definitely can play. Um, mm-hmm. 100%. And we've seen, I mean, Hatati's absolutely smashed the ground running uh, in pre-season this year, like he did last season, but he burnt out tail end of last season. I know a lot of people got on his back. Um, so if he can, t- if he maybe does something similar this year, because he was he played fucking every minute since he joined us, and, and he came straight for that league um, without a break. So he's not going to, he's not going to want to do that again. And, and, and I totally agree with you, mate, with... Um, Lesser size in the league, I reckon uh, you're looking to score Barry Woods goals. I think Cal Mack can just right. sit there in the six and they two can just go and do their thing. Uh, right. 100%, mate. I, they can I, even I, I, rotate it. I, if they've got a lot of the ball, do you I, know what I mean? Right, on you go, Cal Mack. You have a go and I'll just I, sit back because we've got the ball anyway in the final third most of the game. I think you look at Hatati, people are saying he could be player of the year. You, I mean, you can disagree with that. I think he'll, he'll be like Earth Petrov this season. I think he'll be up and down the park constantly, he's engine uh, and he'll get goals. I just think that the, the choices we've got in the middle of the park, you don't even want to get carried away saying words like exceptional in that. Certainly domestically, we are going to look exceptional. We're going to look exceptional. Whether we can be exceptional in Europe is another thing completely. I, I always worry. I, I know I'm tailing off a wee bit here. I always worry about Europe because you look at, and I don't like to compare us to them at all, but you look at Rangers in Europe last season, I think they're more geared up in terms of how they play. We, they're more rigid. Celtic are far better to watch, and I would I would rather watch Celtic playing than Rangers every day of the week. But... Is this your basic plan? Well, no. Not a plan B, but... The way Postacoglu plays, is the quality Celtic are able to bring in going to be good enough to play that style in Europe? I, I don't know. If, if Postacoglu was managing, just for talking sake, right, a, a Real Madrid, right, or a Liverpool, or a Man City, and he could get the quality, that that other level, that next level of player, to play the way he wants to play, there's absolutely no doubt in my mind he... He could have the teams playing as good as a Guardiola, a Klopp, 
and and go and like do damage in the Champions League. But my worry is the level of play that we're able to attract because of the amount of money we've got. Are we going to be able to play that style against the top teams? It's it's a big question. It's a worry, but time will tell. I will definitely find it this year because he's no he'll not he'll not play any other way. I can't wait. No, I know. <clears throat> but I, I think know. the quality we've got, like I said, I think that this squad at the start, I said I think it's as good as we've seen since since O'Neill. I think it's it's up there with Rodgers and arguably better. Um, I think that midfield three is as good as Celtic can attract. Aye. In the way that the market we're in now, we cannot buy, and I think this is this is as good as we can we can get, and it's and I think it's going to Absolutely. show this season. I think as well, like <laughs> what well, Alistair's saying here, I, I don't really agree with it. I think we're coming back down to for a bit of realism, and it's fair enough because I think a lot of the major issues in the back of Celtic fans' mind at the minute, it's, it's great being in the Champions League, but one of my major issues is I hate going there just to be thankful or just to make up the numbers. I want to be there to take part and get results and try and get through the right. last 16 and maybe chance or luck and get a, a good tie and qualify for a knockout stage as well. One time in my life, do you know what I mean? But I think what you're saying is 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 re, like relative to what we're facing now going into the season in terms of all the positivity because you look at it, he brought Moy in and Moy himself said he's played a lot in a defensive kind of two, which he could fit in beside, you ever know, Calmac with a, a number 10 in front of them, and they're sitting, maybe that's what he's planning for Europe. Again, there's different variations of his tactics and his play. This whole <laughs> open base kind of play, and inverted fullbacks, Joe Hart coming into midfield, sometimes a striker, and all that kind of stuff. And I don't Just know if that's going to... I don't know if that's going to float the boat in Europe. And you mentioned the likes of Liverpool, Madrid, and whoever it may be. If they if they get a hold of us and we make one mistake, that's a ball over the top and it's a goal. I think we all know that's going to happen in regards to that, but I'm buzzing to be back in the Champions League and I do expect us to compete in some sort of way, whether it is for that third place and dropping down to the Europa League and making a fist of it again after getting the experience of the Champions League, learning off better players. And I know Rogers always spoke about kind of learning off your opponents who are high, higher calibre, like in the to Chavi, whoever it was at that time, playing them types of teams. So it is an interesting point and I do agree with what you're coming from because it worries me. It worries me greatly that we're going to get smacked about again, like from a PSD or a Bayern Munich, but it's one of them. We, we might and we probably will because there's a lot of teams in Europe who will get smacked about half of them. Like Liverpool, Man City, PSG or Hammer teams last season in the group stages. We might be on the end of one of them. You have to take it because that's that's where I was going to say that's where we are as a class. That's, that's no right to say that because it's just it's, it's just it's where, where football Aye, it's, it's where football is at the minute. The, the the gap in lesser teams in Scotland could argue the same. With Celtic and Rangers, the gap, the, the money and all that. And it's the same in Europe. We we probably will get slapped about in one of the games, which is why I'm trying to no curb the enthusiasm, because why well, should we do that? Aye, why should we do that? Here. But you have to. I'm trying to prepare my, myself for one of the nights and to try and no be shocked by it, if you know what I mean. Mm. It might happen. But by the way, Ange and the players 
are not going into that competition to make up the numbers. He'll mm, not allow that. Yeah. It's just not the mindset. It's we've got a winning mentality, but you just have to realise that it's the Champions League. It's not the Europa League. There, there might be a scudding on the horizon. Yeah. Well, see for me though as well. I always think that. <clears throat> would you rather? Would you rather sit in and play the most? The, the, oh no. Like, part no. of the bus and lose one nothing. Or have a go to come at you here, but you. it's like a massively exciting game. That's a fantastic point, kind of what you're saying. Aye, yeah. that's, that's for me. I'd much rather do. I agree with it. Much rather do that than sit. I mean, like obviously, one of uh, one of our <clears> most <throat> famous twins was was Barca two one with, with Tony Watt. We play that game the way we did nine times out of ten. We're getting absolutely destroyed because they they played us off apart. We defended brilliantly, yes, but nine times out of ten we get battered there. 100%. I don't want us playing that football. I want us to keep playing the football. We're going to be playing the league. Uh, and I think Ange will do that. I'm really excited for the season ahead. I think Ross is right. I think that that, that might be the case that we might get in for a scudden. Rogers, I thought, was a bit naive sometimes with the way he played and he wouldn't change it. But I think Ange's philosophy is totally different to, to Rogers. I, I know Rogers was a possession uh, player, but the team now is so much more energetic and, and the intensity is incredible. I just think that uh, we should just go. I think we've got such a talented squad. Just go out and do your thing, man, and, and enjoy it and, and see where it takes us because I think I think we could, as much as we say that uh, there might be a few scuddens, I, th- I think there might be a few surprises in there as well. Uh, by the way, I, I'm not saying... I, no, no, I, I don't want No, I don't want to change the style. My question is, are we able to play that style and not get battered? Hopefully we can. I think at home, you don't know who we're going to draw, right? So it's all, it's a bit of a moot point at the minute, but we'll see who we draw and we'll go for there, then we'll start making predictions. But you've just, my worry is, are we, are we solid enough? Do we need that? Is Armoy, is Adiguchi, is McCarthy going to be that guy that can sit? Because for me, We'll need somebody to do that in the Champions League, if, regardless of what the rest are doing. I think if we had a Scott Brown in his prime, you'd be more confident going into these Aye. games, wouldn't you, than we do Aye. now. I totally hear that. I, I don't know if Adiguchi, or for me, it, it's maybe a bit unfair the guy. I don't think he can be that guy, what I've seen in pre-season. I don't think McCarthy can, I think McCarthy can be the guy to come in with 10 minutes to go and shore it up if we're needing to get over the line in a game. Can Armoy be that guy? I don't know. I, I think Armoy's a decent signing. Can he be the guy to sit and win back the ball? Time will tell, point, but again. Great point with Gucci, because I, I always thought he was that, that player. But for what I've seen in pre-season, he's a far more technical mm-hmm. player. I don't, I don't think he's going to make it at Celtic, to be perfectly I, honest with you. I, like, I know he's... Like, I thought he was that tough tackling midfielder, but for me, for what I've seen in pre-season anyway, I know we've, none of us as fans have, seen, I've seen much of him, but for what mm-hmm. I've seen, he's a far more technical player. Like the number eight or the, even the number ten, he, he likes to get the ball and likes <clears> to pass it. I've not seen that tough tackling hard man side. Uh, um, Agreed. Agreed uh, so so it's, it's, it's an interesting one. I think Gucci, I mean... The say won't make it as a bit of a, a stretch at the minute because mm, we still have the likes of Johnson on the books, Yaddy on the books, and life in question for the numerous years of being a Sally football club. This guy is just in the door, and I, I think there is a possibility. 
there is a possibility because you were you were saying Joe Hart would never make it and Am Moyo never make it before they've even signed. Whoa, 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 whoa! No, I didn't say Joe Hart would make it. I said I disagreed with the signing because oh. I didn't think he was that great. Right, okay. But so there we go. And we're getting spammed again by some absolute weirdo in the YouTube chat. But I'll just okay, keep so them to the side. Sure, man. Here, I want it. I want it. I can't show it out. It's, it's one of these. It's like one of these dirty things. I'm not going to show. Oh, it. Yes, get it up. People watching them. But uh Robin I mean, must Stevie can Stevie Kenny, here comes the human water. But I think in terms of the Champions League issue, it's a great point to raise because whether or not you want to think about it at the start of the season, it's gonna come quick and fast. I think the draws at the end of August and it'll be starting the games buzzing. pretty soon after that. So we're buzzing to be in it, but a wee bit of realism is, is good to kind of kick it off as well in terms of where we're at as a squad. And moving on to the game itself now, when him obviously Celtic scoring and and for fun, basically, in pre-season, albeit conceding a few, I'll just go straight into it because it's probably one of the only times in this whole of run-up pre-season where nine-up and score predictions can come into a chat. So, where are you at? <laughs> Line-up and score? Yep. Uh, well, I think I, th- I think the first 11 pretty much picks itself, to be honest with you. Um, so, I think you've got, you'll have you have Hart, Iranovic, CCV, although, I take it... Um, Starfield's not fit. No. If it's all that stuff, they should upload the uh, Kyogre's two goals in the final because that gets me going more than anything. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's an interesting one at centre-half because uh, Welsh has played a lot pre-season. Your new man's came in, played a few minutes. I don't know. I think he'll probably go with Welsh, to be honest with you. It looks like with the rumours that have been thank you, going about, I think uh, is he? I think Picked Welsh. Up a knock in training. I seen a I seen a rumour the day that we rejected a bid for Welsh because he's wanting. Uh, he's he's a big part of the first team plans this season. So I would and I, I, we always say whenever he's came in, he never puts a foot wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been excellent. So I, I think he'll probably go with 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 Welsh. Uh, I think he'll stick with Taylor <laughs> at left back for the for the time being. Um, the midfield three, Calmac, Rio and O'Reilly, which is a scary, scary thought, by the way. If I was playing midfield for any team against that, I would be going down with a hamstring injury in the warm-up because that's just, mm-hmm. it's no right, it's no fair. And the front three, Jota, Maeda and Kyogo. I think that it's, it's an interesting one up top with it is. either Kyogo or, or, or Big Gio. Mm-hmm. I know Gio's no uh, played as much as pre-season. He's had a bit of time off with having... Uh, Having a child and stuff like that, so I think Kyogo will be the main man. I think, I think Kyogo's um, Andrew's teacher's pet. I think he's, he's he's he loves him, so I think he's the main man. So I think that'll be the first eleven, and I think we're going to give him an absolute trouncing. I think it'll be five 0 I think we're going to score goals for fun, uh, and I think the likes of Turnbull and all that will get on as well and run the show. I, th- I just think uh, it's going to be magic opening day, unfurling the flag, great performance. Bumping Aberdeen, a few beers with my mates. Can he beat it? Can he wait? You can't beat it at all. And come to yourself, Ross. I mean, Williams confident 5 0. Absolute doing for Aberdeen on the, on the cards. Sent back up there with the sheep. What are you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> um, in terms of the lineup, I think it'll be like Wally says, the team pretty much picks itself. I think it'll be Joe can Hart. You pick it? Aye, I can pack it, kid. <laughs> If you shut up, I'll tell you. <laughs> I knew that was coming as soon as I said it. 
instantly. Um, Joe Hart, Taylor, um, Welsh, uh, Carter Vickers, Juranovic, um, McGregor, Hatati, O'Reilly, Jot on the right, Maeda on the left, and purely because <laughs> Giacomacus hasn't played as much. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, purely because Giacomacus hasn't uh, played as much football in the preseason. I'll go Kyogo. But aye, any of the two of them could play in it when they take in the way for the team. But aye, uh, scoreline. 7-1. Oh! 7-1. Oh. Wow, wow. High ambitious. I'll go Joe Hart, <coughs> Ralston to start. I think he's been <coughs> a wee bit more impressive than Juranovic in this preseason, which pays me to say a wee bit, but Juranovic obviously didn't play that much. Uh-huh. Carter Vickers, Welsh, Burnaby to start. I'll go McGregor, Hatate O'Reilly, Jada, Mieta and Kyogo, and I'll go 4-0 for Celtic on the day. And people will be obviously thinking, is that us done? But it's not. We still have a wee bit of more to go, a couple more topics to talk about. So stay with us. And I do appreciate, obviously, people who are watching along, Jefferson King, Stevie Kenny, Phil McGinley, Stevie Boy, Patrick McLaughlin, everyone's in getting involved in the chat. And as you can see, some absolute crackers of comments here. So keep them coming in. And Phil McGinley says, spicy stuff for us. Love it. <laughs> and then <laughs> I'll take a joint of it Ross we're back to the drugs again we're back to the I know uh, I, I don't I don't pass it around it's too much COVID <laughs> can I by the way I need to nip in with some because I, I meant to say it earlier when you were talking about Ange and the person talking about signing personalities and it made me really think bang on because I mean we, like, we've always we've all had debates about like Julian and Uruguidi and and on these players, we always we are looking at them and we're like, they look like they're like Uruguidi especially. We're like, he looks a player, but Ange just doesn't fancy him. And I think it that's I think that might be just it. That's the personality yeah. thing. It just, it just doesn't see them fitting in, and it's not about it's not so much about the ability. It's about how they are. Maybe maybe I'm being too much, but I, I I just came to me there that I didn't see it back then. I knew if I didn't see it, I'd probably explode. My face was like red. And by the way, in a nutshell. Julian's quality, but he's a prick. <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, fair enough. We'll get into our argument again, Norma. Like, are we going down Norma? No, 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 no. We're not. No, absolutely not. I have no gear for that. Well, it's fair to say. He's quality. It's, it, sh- <laughs> fuck up. It's, it's, fair, it's fair to say that, obviously, Julian is now fancied by Possacogli. And some right. may say he's out the door. Well, I would say so. sunshine follows thunder. Quite, quite assassin. <laughs> a soft pick. That. I think that perfectly sums that up. And we'll move on to your favourite aspect of pre-season, William, and that's transfers, rumours, what's going to happen. Tweet the horn, we're in it. And obviously, Ayeti and Johnson are both confirmed by Postacoglu <coughs> are looking out. Johnson is looking for a loan move. Postacoglu is trying to sort that out with standard layers, but I think it's on the back burner at the minute. But if reports are there to believe, we have to ship players on to get players in. Do you think it's vital that we get rid of the, the dead wood? Yes, 100%. I think that's... Um, I think the squad as a whole is but it's really deep now. We've got two or three options for each position and, and more in some. And uh, I think there's a few that have been about now for a while. Um, Johnson, I think... I think the talent's there, but he's... 
he's been on the injury table more than he's been on the pitch. I think it's time to, and I know it's it's talked about alone. I don't know if there's a view to being a permanent, but I think his times so. times run at Celtic. I think he needs to move on, uh, not just for for our benefit, for but for his as well, make a career out of something because he's not done much, um, and I think that he's way down the pecking order. He's at least, <laughs> at least third or fourth choice for me in his yeah. position, so he, he's a definite. And I yet he's, uh, he's, and I can see why uh, Ange doesn't fancy him because for what we have seen of him, he's 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 not been interested at all. Um, and I actually do think we we could be doing with bringing a third striker in. Mm. I know I know in pre season when he's not played, um, Kyogo or Gio, he's, he's put Maeda up there, which and he, he does a job. But for me, Maeda's a, a left left forward, so. I think we could be doing with bringing another striker in, but I can understand why we we need to offload Ayeti to get him in. Um, I mean, there's a few more for me. McCarthy, Stephen, I totally agree with you when he first came in, and I still agree now. I think it's mad that he's been given a three-year deal or whatever it is at his Crazy. age, and um, he's not he's not he's not done it since he came in. I think obviously there's there's still a player there, but not not. I always go back to and I. I Especially that Lennon season, I always bang on about it and Alex Ferguson was the best at it and it's knowing when to offload players or when the team was on a downward spiral, we need to change it up now. And I think Andrews is the same thought because he talks about how whenever he makes a sign and it's not, he doesn't bring somebody in to be a backup or a, a squad. He, he wants everybody to challenge for the first 11 and I don't see McCarthy <coughs> challenging to be in the first 11. Mm-hmm. So he's another one. There's a few. Um, so there's a few that I think need to go to the door and I think um, more quality needs to be brought in but to be honest with you if the window shut tomorrow I wouldn't be too disappointed I think we've done well but obviously like everybody else I think we'll get one or two more in and I'll be more than happy I think like the, the loan market really was obviously paid dividends for us last season getting a loan player mm-hmm. in with, a, with an option to buy I think that's probably for these types of players anyway Um the, the road we could go down, so I can maybe see one or two of them coming in, but yeah, I totally agree, mate, a lot of Deadwood needs to be getting rid of uh, before we, we start looking at that. Yeah, I mean, the loan the bag um, <coughs> thing has kind of worked out for us, with me, Edda, and Carter Vickers and Jada, obviously with the option to buy, instead of the obligation for the latter of the two, I know me, Edda was the obligation to buy him, so he was basically our player from the get-go, but you, you look at it, Ross, we've, we've secured Jens through that system, by all bit, he's made an impact already in training, talking about Matt O'Reilly and how much he's benefited in his career joining Celtic and he hopes to do the same. But before we obviously get on to where needs where do you think needs tweaked in terms of a Yeti and Johnson? It was quite interesting to hear Postacolu not really mention or go in depth about a Yeti, but he kinda spoke about Johnson that he hasn't missed the preseason training session. He's been involved, he's done everything that's asked for him. And just sometimes it's a change of environment that's needed for both parties. Aye, uh, well in terms of Johnson, it's like well he said he's way down the betting order and I think for him to get now that he is what looks to be fit, he needs to. <laughs> That's a crack. <laughs> um, I now that he seems to be fit, Johnston. The best thing for him is to play football and get match fitness. Then I say it all the time, but like say Forrest and that. But he needs to go out and get that, and a loan spell would be perfect for him. Well, uh, I think. I read something that he, he he wants to stay in Scotland, so it might be it might be the tail end of the window. He goes to a another Premier League club like an Aberdeen or something like that. 
I don't know. It he had a chance to go. It was it's it standard Liege, Ronnie Dyler. Yeah. I think he's there. He had a chance to go there, but I don't. I don't think he wants to go abroad. I I I don't think he's going to progress his career at Celtic. Certainly no this season. Go away, try and play football. See what happens. Go, go away. there. Go away. No, but go away, <laughs> play football. See what happens and go for there. A Yeti yeah. just needs to go. How we're going to get rid of that guy, I'll never know. I think that the best opportunity doing that is if somebody in his homeland, Switzerland takes a gamble on him. I don't know who that would be. I don't think there's going to be anybody on the... I don't even think... I don't even think a, a Premier League club in Scotland would... T- no, they would sell him to one of them, but I don't even think a Premier League club would take a chance on it yet. I think he's... Nah. He's just got the, the, the completely wrong attitude. Whatever, Whatever's going on with the guy, I don't know, but he's just not doing it and he hasn't done it his last two clubs. Uh, I think... If you're talking about who were sort of anybody I would want to bring in, I think if, I agree with Wally. I think that I would like to see another, a third striker come in. But again, that'll only happen if a Yeti goes. I think anywhere else in the team that you want to tweak it, it's up to Ange. I don't think we have to wait for Johnston to go. I think that can happen anyway because we're not trying to tweak the, the squad and the position he's playing because we're loaded there. Um, so we're fine there. So for me, I would like to see us get. <laughs> All the jokes are flying in tonight. <laughs> uh, I would, I would like to see us sign. And by the way, I, I don't think for a minute Ange will. I don't, I just don't think he likes that type of player. It's, it's not what he wants. But I would like to see us sign a bastard. Oh, I would like us to sign a hard Nicely man, put. middle of the park. I think if we sign, personally in my opinion, I don't think Ange will do it, but I think if we sign, and I'm not saying a carbon copy, John Lundstrom, but that type who can do what he done in the semi-final against us and, and be dirty, be horrible when you need to be and be up for the fight when the game is getting physical. I think we need that. And I think if we get a player like that in, I'm not saying that guy will play every single week, but in the games where it will become that physical battle against like the, the Rangers type, I think a guy like that could be the difference for it being another tight title race to maybe winning it by 10, 12 points. For me, that I think I would like to see that. But again, I say I don't think Ange will. I think uh, it's looking, I know I've argued to him blue in the face, a case for Julian. But it looks now, Jens coming in, Welsh is ahead of him. And by the way, that's not to say Julian's a bad player, but the way it is at the moment, looking for the outside in, Julian is what, well, you've got Carter Vickers, Starfelt, Welsh, Jens. He's fifth choice. We don't need five central defenders. He'll be out the door before the end of the window. And... uh, he goes with my best wishes. But mm-hmm. do I think he's a bad player? Absolutely not. No, I've never said he's a bad player. No, I no, I know. I'd love, I know to, that. I'd love to see a Barry Robson in our midfield, by the way. Mm. He's somebody that would just kick boys fair, and he's got a bit of technical ability Just as well. physicality, aye. Aye, aye, aye. Barry Robson and Paul Hartley rolling back the years in the Champions League against Barcelona. Like, that was <laughs> incredible as well. But see, the way you said, obviously... <laughs> Them types of players. I think 
in the in the comments, everyone's screaming out for that CDM. I mean, a Jefferson King, Grant Mitchell. Uh, that's that's a cracker as well. That type of player, <laughs> and that type of, the hard nut, the hard nut that these stand. But I think Postecoglou said in the press conference recently that he wasn't really interested in the player like that. Mm-hmm. And you're right; his style doesn't really suit. He wants players who can play with the ball and play at pace and close people down and do it that kind of way. And the whole Johnston thing is quite interesting because the Hibs link doesn't seem to disappear because they've lost McGeady now with a metatarsal injury for I think uh, oh, really? two, two to three months. So, aye, aye, so there, could, there, there could be a wee interesting loan option there if, it, if that yeah, ever good. came to fruition. Which, That'd be yeah, perfect. I think be, perfect yeah. Definitely. In terms, in terms of the Yeti, unless... Geez, Unless you can flog him to a blind man or something. I, and think, say he's from, I don't know. But. I think the only way we're going to get rid of him is, we, is like what we've done with Jota and stuff. I think it needs to be a loan to um, a loan to buy. I think you get somebody that can take him on loan and pay them a, a half his wages or something at least yeah. for a season. And hopefully he does a decent job and then they want to buy him permanently. I think that's Aye. the only way you're going to flog him. And, <clears throat> and Ross has got him bang on. It's just his attitude. Because when he first came in, we were all... Super excited to see him. We all thought he was in the Gary Hooper mold, and he was Aye. always in the right place at the right time, and he was a poacher and that. But every yeah. time I've seen him play, um, you can just tell he's just don't want to be here. He just let's get, and it's obviously what's happened on the West Ham as well. He's a, he's obviously just a wee greeting face shite. If it's not going his way, he'll just spit the dummy out and just going to huff. Well, in that game, yeah. I can relate against, to that <laughs> against that uh, that. Savvy professional team in our first pre-season game. He came on, yeah. free guilt as opportunities. He does fluffed at them, and he couldn't curl less than he missed them. If he was really wanting to make a, a name for himself and press the manager again, second chances and all that, he would have done it pre-season. He evidently hasn't. And I think we covered who, what areas need tweaking because we kind of went into that in that kind of in that kind of segment. So we'll move on to some early season predictions, and I'll throw them out to you, Ross. First, so we've got player of the year, young player of the year. Top goal scorer and one to watch that you pick in terms of um, someone that you impressed you. Player of the year. If Carter Vickers performs the way he did last season, he'll be right in there. Um, for me, I think it'll be between Hatate and O'Reilly. I'll go O'Reilly. I just, I just think he'll, he'll. I was going to say he'll, he'll get probably more goals than Hatate. That might just edge it for him. Uh, what was the other one's young player of the year? Young player of the year, top goal scorer, and one the watch that, in your opinion, could impress. Aye. Um, young player of the year, I think it's very hard to overlook Abada again. I think he's, he's twenty. He'll be he'll be, I think he'll be twenty one. Uh, October time, something like that. Um, so I, I think you can't overlook him because he'll play a lot more football for the, the, the. He'll play a lot more games certainly than any other guy around about that age so I, I don't think you can overlook him uh, you'll need to tell me the other ones I can't remind <laughs> oh my god top goal scorer and one to watch right top goal scorer uh, it's going to be between Kyogo and Giacomakis uh, I think they'll play nearly the same amount of games give or take four or five games either way uh, I'll go Giacomacus just purely because I think he's a more natural finisher. And one to watch, I think, will be Moritz Jens. Ah, I think he, he looks mm. like a, a top player. I think he'll... I mean, I've only seen him in that one game, but he just... He looks... He just looks perfect for the way Ange wants to play. He looks more natural on the ball than... Uh, 
Starfelt, and by the way, it's no, I'm not knocking Starfelt. He's growing me, but I, I think Jens could possibly oust him and get into that yeah. first choice centre half pairing. But we'll see. Well, James, James Forrest did say when we had him on from the Celtic blog that Jens, by all counts, was Postecoglou's first choice. When I think mm-hmm. Paul Dad here <laughs> sums this up perfectly. The fact we're even giving these predictions this early on points to the absence for the first time in the years that we've had. In the team, and just Hang to go on. through some of, the, some of the players that have been mentioned, Ricky already played the year. Monty Jada is going to rip the piss this season. One to watch, <laughs> Taylor again, him competing with Burnaby. Uh, Alistair Hatate, her of the year goes to Jada. Phil McGinley, <laughs> Hatate, for us this season. But for, for yourself at the moment, I'll run through them again just in case you, you forget them. It was <laughs> player of the year, young player of the year, top goal scorer, and one to watch. Yeah, I'm not too dissimilar to Ross, to be honest with you. I think I think any of our midfield three will probably win play of the year, but I would I would plump for O'Reilly. I just think he's gonna be massive for us this season. Uh, I think he'll get scary numbers with, with regards to assists and goals and um I think uh just having the ability to create something out of nothing uh totally changes what what we do going forward. Uh, I just think they'll be magic for us this year. But again, I the likes of Hatate and I think they all look magic this year as well. Um, young player again, David Ross. It's hard to see by a badder. But saying that, I think O'Reilly. Does it, how old is O'Reilly? He'll probably qualify for young. He might end up being a shout for it as well. Um, Agreeing, totally agree with Ross as usual. Uh, top goal scorer. No surprises there, then. I, think, yeah. uh, I was going to say the exact same as him. It's obviously going to be a straight run between Kyogo and, and Big Geo. Although, as we've seen pre season and last season, the goals are spread out amongst any number of players in the squad, yeah. but I think they too. But I, I, I totally agree with, with Ross. Like, Kyogo's movement is what makes his goals. He's actually not, we've seen him miss a lot of setters as well. He's not, he's not the most natural finisher. Whereas Geo is just everything's just a one touch bang goal. Oh. It's a four. It's even a four. Four the cross is even in the box. It's behind. It's in the back of the net. Mm. Uh, and he, he only played half the games last season and, and managed to bag a top goal scorer. Uh, one to watch is exactly what you brought up there. I think it was at Egyptian King or somebody. So uh, for me, is Burnaby. I think in this team, the way that Ange loves to play, um, and and the fullbacks are a massive part of that. From what I've seen from him going forward in an attacking style, he looks excellent. His pace looks frightening. Yep. He looks like he's got a good left foot in him and he, he, he can pick a pass out. And, and, and for what I read, you can hit three kicks and dead ball specialists and, and, and all sorts. I think he's going to, he will, he, he might light it up this year. Um, going forward for us, the width and them bringing that, the fullbacks bringing that into it as well. Um, I think he could he could surprise a lot. I think he might be a, a, a super buy. Uh, Stop positivity. Can't wait, man. Be buzzing for it. <laughs> to be fair, like you, you know, sometimes I thrive in a bit of conflict and negativity and have a wee bit of an argument. But again, coming into this season, regardless of what's happened previously, you can't really focus on that. The sort of our control is out of what we can speak about now. This is exciting. Postecoglou's created this and. The environment, the players love it. Jens has just come in, he's fit it in perfectly. Burnaby's come in, they all gather around him. As you said, they're all out having dinner together and regardless of language barriers, they're all fitting in with each other. And it's it's just great to see. That's where the per- personality for me comes in. 
the squad built around that with the quality, and that will shine through in the end as well in terms of the style of play. But for me, I'll go player of the year. I'll probably I'll go for Hatate for player of the year. I think he'll be just immense this season. Regard, uh, hoping obviously no injuries or stuff come to play in terms of that. Young player of the year is interesting because. If Burnaby has a great season, does can he be it? Uh, Abada continues his goal scoring form. Matt O'Reilly, you rightly said, even Welsh, if he comes in and establishes himself and mm. he, he nails that jer- that jersey down. So there's there's all different different aspects to it. But I'll go Abada just off last season's form just to continue that in. Top goal scorer. Now you mentioned something, William. Can you go for all his movement, his runs? Is not the most gifted natural finisher, and I do think he's obviously going to work in that and become more of a an expert in that type of area. But Yakimakis came in and he started like 12 games and ended up the top goal scorer in the SPFL. So I'm going to stick with him for now. That, that'll be my top goal scorer. So Kyogo will be up there with him, no doubt, 100%. He'll score plenty. But I think Yakimakis will be in there with a shot to get a 20 plus two. One to watch. Now, where will go this? I'll go, I'll go Ralston. No, no, I'll go Ralston. Because I think Ralston's been impressive again. And him and Yakimakis have had a great partnership from the short snippets we've seen in pre-season. He came on, whipped the ball in the first time, and Yakimakis gave him that look to say, you knew what I was doing there. That, that's like a form of a bond there that's coming through. You, you can see everyone doing And mm-hmm. Just to, to come to the comments again, Kaiser with a fantastic point. They all speak football, universal language. Patrick McLaughlin, Kyogo, 40-plus goals would do the <laughs> trick. Imagine at anybody, just giving Vincent Taddy's. <laughs> uh <laughs> I disagree, Stephen. I think Kyogo isn't that their finisher, mate. That's 100%. But I think sometimes last season he did snap at a few. So there's obviously improvement that we made there because there were some one-on-ones where you're thinking you, you could have... Typical, I think. Uh, like, obviously, if you look at the cup final and you say he's not an actual finisher, you think you're talking about nonsense. Yeah. But I think it's one of them. I think he's a, he's more a reactive player. Um, when he's got time to think about it, I think sometimes mm-hmm. he's maybe not as Absolutely. clinical. Everything's all, just It's just a reaction. It's just natural. Uh, when he's got, there's been times his movement's that good, he's through on goal and there's nobody anywhere near him and he's got time to think about it, he maybe flushes his lines a couple of times. That's, we're not saying that he's a bad finisher. No, 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 not. no. He's fucking unreal. I just think between the two, uh, Giacomakis is, is, I think he's shown that he doesn't need, <laughs> he doesn't I think, need that's more than one I think maybe Giacomakis, he maybe looks like a more natural finisher as well because all he has goals are reactive because yeah. of the way he plays. Kyogo, he he'll break the lines, playing yeah. the shoulder. Giacomakis is he lives off crosses into the box. He's never on the shoulder. So most of his finishes are balls coming across the box. It has got to be a one touch finish. He's no getting one and ones with the keeper like Kyogo will get. You're gonna miss him sometimes, like you say, when you've got too much time to think about it. But they're both class and we're blessed to hear them. I think Egyptian King sums us up again. A full season with Kyogo and GZ injury free will be frightening. That will that prospect of playing whoever a team not knowing who's going to start, I think it will frighten them and the midfield as well. If you're I if you're you turning up for see, a match, like, I think you might see Kyogo out in the left a few times this year. I think you might you try could, and play. You could, you could, I know we watched. I mean that first derby game and he played there and he was absolutely wasted out there. Obviously, he um, didn't have Jacob Marcus in the middle of, no, in the middle of that true. three. Um, you know what I mean? I, like, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be adverse to seeing that. And like we say, he's mm-hmm. going to rotate the. Uh, he's going to rotate the boys around so I think we'll see it for time to time it'll be interesting it will be interesting and it's something we're, we're greatly looking forward to especially on this podcast and obviously just want to address a few things again 
people in the comments have been involved from the get-go here. It's absolutely fantastic. Again, the wee community that's kind of come up with our channels, we grow and the, the audience base grows as well. It's just great to see us interacting with each other and getting involved with us and having debate, which is all about. And also the, the membership, obviously 99p a month, whatever you want to do, take advantage of it. As I said, you just don't have to. It doesn't bother. But if you just want to support the channel in that way, that would be fantastic. And to point down to again, if you're having a difficult time, if you're struggling, if you can't reach out or you don't know how to speak to someone, there's the St. Martin's phone number, Breathing Space and Scottish Mental Health along the ticker at the bottom. And also reach out to us if, as well. We'll be happy to talk to anybody because I'm sure you can see we, we do talk a lot. So we're happy to talk and if, if we're needed, we'll be there. And also, again, this weekend is exciting for other things. We've got the, the Flag Day. And I know our good friend Russell Boyce is having his first live show, fellas, at the Bullfrog in Mullerwell. So to everyone who's going along to that, have a fantastic evening. I'm sure it'll be after, hopefully, a positive result for Celtic Football Club on the, the first official game of the season. But the William and Ross, have you enjoyed this one? As first always, class. Mate. Yep. Loved it. Yep. And then to everyone, again, Watson, I'm going to catch up. Stay well and keep safe. Hail, hail.